calling the meeting to order February 8th, um, regular council meeting. We have the agenda in front of us. Are there any additions? Deletions? Somebody like to move the acceptance of the agenda as presented? Mr. Sawchuk? All those in favor? In favor. Carried. Good. Um, are there any public hearings? None. None? Okay. Then I think we're on to... Oh, I skipped the minutes. Pardon me. Okay, adoption of the minutes. So we have the minutes of January 25th, regular council meeting in front of us. Are there any um, concerns, changes, etc.? Yes, Your Worship. On uh, motion 160130, uh, just for uh, councillors' information, that that has the title's been changed to uh, speed reader signs rather than, than traffic signage update. Is that the one uh, contributing $1,500 for the signs? That, is, that would be the same. Uh, yeah. That amendment's already done. Oh. You show that. Okay, so the motion is uh, changed for clarification. Councillor Ford moved to enable administration to contribute up to $1,500 for the radar speed signs. Any other uh, concerns with the minutes? I'll make a motion to accept the min minutes as amended. Okay, thank you. Any discussion? All those in favor? In, in favor as amended. Thank you. It's carried. Now we're on to North Peace Society for Presentation of Domestic Violence. And we have two presenters. And press the button. They move. And you can bend them downwards. If you could both just please confirm your names for the minutes and so on. My name is Sharon Mayu, and I'm the Executive Director at the North Peace Society for the Prevention of Domestic Violence, and also Chair of the Peace River Community Collaborative Group. I'm Jennifer Doyle, I'm on the uh, Peace River Community Collaborative Group, and I am also the Senior Probation Officer at Peace River Community Collections. Thank you. Okay, if you would like to go ahead. So, we are bringing forward um, an application um, for financial support from the town of Peace River to fund um, an event we'd like to do. Um, the Peace River Community Collaborative Group, just to give you guys a little bit of background, um, was formed, I want to say about a year and a half ago, and um, it involves a number of the service agencies in town that work with domestic violence. So of course, myself, um, from, we just call it Stepping Up for short, 
uh, probation, RCMP, um, Victim Services, Alberta Works, Child and Family Services, um, <coughs> the Women's Shelter. I think I covered just about everybody. Um, and so we meet about once a month to every six weeks to address high-risk and complex domestic violence cases in our community and surrounding areas. And um, what this looks like is just generally somebody might be presenting um, a difficult or challenging case that they're struggling with, like well, mental health, um, a difficult case that they are struggling with to the table. And the whole idea of that is just to brainstorm ideas and options of um, how that caseworker or that agency might better work with this family or these individuals because we know that domestic violence rates are rising unfortunately in our province um, and we also know that you can't know everything about everything or I can't anyway uh, and so sometimes I need to turn to my colleagues to ask for some additional ideas and support so it's not meant to be treatment planning in any way shape or form but rather ideas did you know about this program did you know about this service etc so that we can really essentially work together um, to best serve some of those those clients and, and their families so that's kind of the idea of the collaborative but we've also been able to work together on a few um, projects and pooling of resources and that kind of thing but recently um, we had an idea and we're bringing the idea to you um, I have found as a service provider in this community that when I set up a table at a health fair or the parade of programs or um, something along those lines, some sort of community event, that oftentimes people approach our table and they, you know, they come from a distance, just like you know, we go to any other tables at the trade fair, what have you, and the closer they get, they maybe see the words on the sign or something like that, and people back away. Right? They start coming close or maybe ask what we do and then they back away from the table and what we know is that domestic violence is a problem in our town but people are reluctant to talk about it. And so what we wanted to do to maybe start some of that conversation on a more community level as well as with our service providers was to do a special project and the project is twofold. So the first part of the project is that we'd like to bring an art therapist to our area. Um, Pace has also offered to look into seeing who they might have in Grand Prairie that would be able to work with us on this project. And we'd like for this art therapist to work with a number of different groups in town. Um, some of those being actually service providers, some being uh, women and children, some being maybe offenders in our correctional center, um, some being maybe family members of those who are involved in domestic violence and what we'd like to do is generate these art projects that would display I guess for others what that individual's experience was or is going through domestic violence and maybe their messages of hope and maybe their messages of fear or maybe they're just their emotions um, so that there's an external expression of their internal experience and when we work with these different groups, what we want to do is create a message that, like, this is our community. And not in a terrible, negative, doom and gloom kind of way, but in a way that says, this is here. This is happening, and it's happening, you know, to us. All of us, right? All of us in this town are impacted in some way, shape, or form, even if it's kind of a ripple effect, whether it's a, a friend of a friend or a family member or somebody that you know. I mean, the rates in Alberta are like one in three. That's scary numbers. We all know somebody in some way, shape, or form. And so what we'd like to do 
it's using those art projects. Of course, no, no names to be displayed on them. Um, totally confidential. Uh, works of art would be returned back to the person who created them. We'd like to, first of all, create sort of a, a gallery of those artworks. And then as the collaborative group, so this multitude of agencies working with these individuals, what we'd like to do is host a dinner. And we'd like to host a dinner with these artworks on the wall that, that would allow us very quick presentations to a number of what we're going to call quote-unquote first responders in our community. So these are people who know that maybe family violence is happening or intimate partner family violence is happening, but they don't know how to respond to it. And they don't know what's out there in our community. Um, there's actually quite a bit in terms of programs and support services, but, but people don't really know because it's not something we often talk about. And so what we're hoping is to invite um, some of the doctors, charge nurses, lawyers in town, um, beauticians, because they see and hear a lot with the clients in their chair, um, as well as other service providers, more police who don't often get training on responding to domestic violence, our paramedics, our firemen, people who are kind of in the front line all the time, school superintendents, principals, and of course the people who couldn't come would hopefully send a delegate in their place, as well as mayor and council, um, and, and the MD and, and uh, those kinds of individuals as well. So with that dinner, we'd like to very briefly talk about the services that are available that work in part of, with the collaborative, as well as talk about the services of the collaborative itself. Um, I can honestly say, and I know that Jen's case is a little bit more specific, um, I can honestly say that out of, we counted the other day, I have seen over 350 cases in the three and a half years that I have worked for the society, I have only ever had one referral by a doctor. And that to me seems kind of odd. And I think it's not because the doctors don't want to and don't want to be helpful, I think it's because they don't know what's here and what's available and, and um, how to respond to some of these individuals, um, other than maybe perhaps referring them to the shelter, which isn't the place for everybody. And so by understanding, I, I guess, what else is out there, um, we could better support one another and create a community of support and response rather than you know, working in some kind of isolation like we currently do. The, the other piece of this project, of course, is for all the individuals who are, who are going to participate or who would like to participate, which is entirely voluntary, of course, um, that we would have just an open, a community open house um, that would maybe serve refreshments and just be a chance for the members of our community as well as the individuals who created the artworks, their family, their friends, all the people involved in their lives, that they would say, hey, come check it out, right? Let's see, that we could see, like, this is your neighbor. Of course, you wouldn't know that, but to see these are people in our community, right? This is what's happening, and it's happening here. And hopefully by having an art therapist work with these individuals, not only would it be a chance for them to share their voice in an anonymous way, but also um, be a therapeutic experience that maybe could move or impact others. Did I miss anything? That's it. Okay, so questions? Mr. Ford? Yeah, I have a I have a few questions. This is something that uh, that I read over uh, this past week. It's something that I would support. Um, just a couple of a couple of brief questions. You had mentioned in your presentation that, for instance, if you had a table at the uh, at the trade fair, 
and people would approach a table and then see the sign and kind of turn around and back away. How, wh where are you going to host this, this event that you're proposing and how are you going to get people to come to that event, to that event? Because you would think, and I'm just assuming, you would think that it would be easier to approach a table at a trade fair than it would be to go to a specific event specifically to this. So the dinner would be invitational only, so it would be limited, like I said, to kind of, um, there's a list mm -hmm. on the front of your document. So that, the, that dinner would be invitational. The second evening that would be like an open house. My intention is, or my hopes, are that the individuals who created the artwork, this would be an opportunity for them to say, come see, come see my, my picture or my, come check it out. Let's go see how others have experienced this. That is my hope. I realize it's not going to be like a bust the doors down. Um, well, really. My main, um, or our main objective as a collaborative, showcasing or, or putting it out there for the community is one thing. Our main objective is to increase our, our community network, our ability to work together through the dinner. But since the art would be created and there and available for them to see, why not open it to the community? I also have a, a correction, actually, that I need to point out. So when I had initially submitted this document, we did um, have applied for the Family Violence Initiative funds. Well, RCMP applied on kind of the behalf of the committee. We were not able to receive those funds. It's only 500000 that goes out to the entire country. Um, and we were not successful in that grant. So when it does mention that we had applied and would have a shortfall, our shortfall exceeds that. Um, what's on there, but our... What is the shortfall? Well, we did... Um, the MD of Northern Saunders County has committed $5,000 to support our project. So it would be $10,875.26. And the second part to my question, we're... The second part to my question, I, I guess you answered a little bit of it because I'm, I'm assuming you did a presentation in Northern Sunrise County. Will you be approaching the other municipalities as an MD of Town of Grimshaw uh, County in Northern Lights? That's absolutely our intention. We'll also be approaching a few of the private businesses um, in town to also garner some support and also the agencies that can, um, for example, probations is, is government funded, so they're not able to support, um, whereas we're a not-for-profit society and do have the opportunity to raise some funds through donations and charitable events and whatnot. So we will also be putting forth some dollars as well to support this project. So What was the shirt for you? $10,875.26. So, Deputy Mayor, I have some questions or comments. I'm not sure if they're appropriate now or when we debate the, uh, the motion later, um, wh whichever. You could probably ask now, in case Sharon could clarify. All right. Well, again, my apologies to the uh, three presenters, perhaps, if Colin was sitting Sorry. in the council chambers. Um, I could do me. it. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Needham. Um, uh, Sharon Malu is just uh, clarifying that... Uh, we're speaking to a councillor, Needham, who is uh, out of the country, so he's phoning in. If you go ahead, Mr. Needham. All right. So, uh, again, uh, uh, perhaps a face-to-face, -face, I would uh, perhaps see some passion in your eyes or in your face. I did spend some time reading 
the material. And uh, to be perfectly honest, I'm, I guess I'm a municipal water and sewer guy, and I'm asking myself why I should be supporting this. Um, we currently, we the taxpayers, we, we support the RCMP, we support the fire department, we support uh, the family violence group in town, we support FCSS. Uh, they obviously have money. Uh, we give it to them. Uh, now you're asking our municipality to contribute more money. And I guess I, I'm just trying to listen very carefully and understand your rationale. I, I, I'm not a, a therapist, obviously. I, I'm not sure that the expression of art is, is, is that the modern uh, approach to, to, uh, to solving uh, family violence. I, I'm not sure, but I... My eyebrows certainly went up when we're going to bring a therapist into town for $5,000 so that people can express themselves. And to be quite, quite honest with you, I don't get it. Um, I guess the other question I have is there are many people with direct mandates, and, uh, I, and uh, we haven't heard from them. I mean, why, why would they not pick this up and provide those services? Um, as far as the supper is concerned, um, School superintendents, uh, nurses, doctors, RCMP, and MPs. Uh, I guess I'm Scottish. Uh, yeah, they, 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 they can handle their own supper bill. The taxpayers of Peace River don't have to provide that. So I, I, get, I guess my, my simple question is um, I, I'm not convinced. I will let my other colleagues uh, carry on the discussion. If, if you've got something to add to your presentation, I would certainly listen to your response. But uh, I, I think this is a stretch for Colin. So I guess um, Mr. Needham's one of his question is the the value of the art therapy. Yeah, like is that a 1960 method or is that a, a 2014 method? Well, Mr. Needham, the benefit of art therapy is that a lot of these individuals come from different walks of life. Well, I, I I I know where they come from. I I've lived in Peace River for 35 years. I, I'm not totally dumb. I'm just saying that art beyond any other culture is a common means of expression. And so when people don't have the words to express themselves or don't necessarily have another way to share their experience, the vast expressions that art allows, whether it's through painting or photography or writing, gives an individual words that they might not otherwise have for example, in a room like this. They might not know how to tell their story or present themselves in a way that connected with you, I guess, beyond them showing the passion in their eyes. And when you're saying about mandate, I am a mandated service. That is exactly what I do. Unfortunately, my mandate doesn't allow for projects like this. And the doctors that come into our town don't have the time to go door to door and understand and experience all the agencies that are out there. They don't know what everyone has to offer, and, and it would be great and wonderful if they did, but they don't. And so our idea of doing this, I understand what you're saying about the supper bill, but people's time is, is precious, and yours is as well, no doubt. And by doing this, it allows kind of everybody in one room at the same time to really um, to hear people out about the services that are there so that we can best provide services that make sense to the residents of the town of Peace River. Thank you for your uh, thank you for your comments. Okay, other questions? I have uh, just a comment oh, on that as well for Mr. Needham. Um, you mentioned 
the different uh, stakeholders. Could I just ask you just to speak up just a wee little bit? Can you hear me better now? I did. I can. Okay, excellent. Um, just coming back to your comment about the money that uh, the town provides to stakeholders at this time, um, you mentioned some standalone people, the RCMP, FCSS, things like that. And what we experience um, as those stakeholders is we work in isolation. We're very busy. We get our money for our specific purpose. And there's not a lot of overlap in terms of communication and the service that we provide. And everybody kind of seems to sit in their office and do their thing and wait for people to come to them. And I think um, in a situation like this, somebody has to kind of step up and look at the big picture and think, what, what can we do to bring all of these service providers together? And that is kind of the purpose of this project for the Community Collaborative Board to be that group to say, hey, these are all of the people working in isolation and working alone. We'll be the ones to take on the project. We'll be the ones to plan it. But let's get everybody together so that we can streamline the service that we're providing and the education that we're providing people so that we're giving the best possible product. Thank you. Mr. Sochuk? Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I see from your information you provided here that you're looking at having this thing in February. Pretty, pretty close, isn't it? <laughs> Again, these were the original documents we submitted. We've changed at this point to spring, sometime this spring, just to allow us to collect all the dollars. Yes, thank you. I have a couple questions. Mr. Bird? Um, I guess I kind of, I don't hate to admit, I kind of want to Councilor Needham, I, I'm an engineer by training. I'm not in this touchy-feely stuff. This art therapy is, is really out there for me. I, you know, I mean, it sounds good. Do you, can you share experiences or knowledge of how this actually works or not? Like, is it effective or is this kind of the first time you're going to try it? There are a number of galas that have been happening over the province, not specifically related, related to domestic violence. Um, but more related actually to sexual assault. But how I'll kind of describe it is in your home, you have photographs on the wall of your family, vacations. Um, you have pieces of art, I'm assuming, in different rooms that are an expression of who you are as an, an individual. Coming into somebody's house, you tend to know something about them based on how they put things together, their choices of colors, um, the images that are portrayed. And so we're just asking this the same thing, but related to specifically, what would your message be that you would show people about this experience in your life so they can understand more about who you are, what's happened to you, and maybe what you needed or, or were able to, um, to receive in terms of making a difference. What's changed, right? So that's kind of the idea of the art. And that's, that's a major portion of the funding, right, the, to do that. Like it's close to $10,000 for that component of it. Yes, and I, we could drop that and just have the presentation and have a dinner and, and all that. But the problem is it doesn't make it community. It doesn't make it something that says this is the work of the people who live here. This is your clients, your neighbors, your family, your friends. It, it doesn't personalize it in any way. 
and we know that people become attached and more supportive and it means something when it means something to you in your community as opposed to I mean I could hang up generalized posters around the room but you would know that they were just Alberta Health Services posters prevention posters they weren't done by you know your child's classmate uh, and then that thing if, if you can't raise your funding like I mean I, I don't see the town being able to come anywhere anywhere near meeting the deficit and we haven't talked about it and we'll have to talk about later what it is like what will you do will, will you skill still scale it back and do something that's what you'll start looking at I mean I the, the collaborative component I like that I, I think the getting all those service providers in, in the room because I don't think it happens often that I think by having a meal my experience is you're more likely to get people into the room if, if there is that. Now, again, some, a lot of these people I think are fairly busy, so whether that'll be enough of a draw, I don't know. So I guess I'm not, I think I'm interested in scoping out and see it and, you know, for, as a one-time thing. I have another question, but more for Director Bell. Is there, if the FCSS, have they seen this or, or is there a possibility they could get some funding through the grants to groups or is that, because your stuff gets committed fairly tightly, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, the deadline for the FCSS grants is this Friday, I believe, the 12th. Yes, it'll be this Friday. Okay. So we haven't allocated any funds yet. We haven't uh, seen an application or, or anything in that regard. Yeah. Would this would this uh, so-called meet the criteria for F for those grants to groups? Components of it would, yeah. The information collaboration component. Um, Absolutely, information sharing. So to, to make it work, they'd have to get this grant to your your group to consider. Yeah, by Friday. Yeah. Okay, it's kind of competitive. <laughs> have you seen our application <laughs> process? She doesn't want to do it again. Yeah. <clears throat> it's much more rigorous than the council grants program, but it's not bad. <laughs> no. Um, so art, the art therapy. I am understanding. Art therapy has been around for quite a long time. Um, it's, in my thoughts, it's similar to um, therapy that certain groups would do perhaps with horses, only it's art. The idea being it helps the, the client as such, and the other part to this is that collaboration and spreading the word of what various groups can do to basically... Um, help the client in more than just here's a single instance that, that you can bring others together the knowledge that kind of thing okay. <coughs> any other questions mr sarchuk um, so i see this as being um, basically a sort of a first shot at trying to draw some of these people mm -hmm. together as a group who do you see as the follow-up behind that once they've been there had this discussion do you see rolling this forward and keeping on uh, basically a, a list of people and what they do and how they do it and, and maintaining those contacts? Is this going to become like an annual thing or well, how do you, what do you expect to see coming out of it other than just the event itself? What we expect to see is increased referrals from other community, from other community members, from doctors, from lawyers, from um, beauticians, from the schools calling and saying, hey, you know what, we're working with this family and we have some concerns. We'd like to bring the case to your collaborative group just to get some ideas about how we can better support them. We'd like to have, you know, somebody's sister say, I heard about your group and I, you know, I'm really concerned about a member of my family or my friend or whatever and, and I'd like to get some ideas. 
um, when cases are presented to our group, they don't require, and we don't require, we actually have very specific documentation that any name or identifying information is ever shared. It's, it's very much up to that individual, the impacted individual, to say this is this is what I'd like to go forward that they can know about me, but really if all we get is just like, here's the gist of what's happening. We can still generate ideas based on that that a person can walk away from. Um, there's a big push right now, and I don't know how much you guys have seen it. I can tell you I've probably gotten, t today, five emails about navigation, <laughs> the difficulties of navigating our health system, our legal system, system after system after system, and, and the beauty of the collaborative is actually that every person within the system sits at that table. So we're meant to be and provide information and expertise, I guess, on our own piece of the puzzle, if you will, right? That fits into the overall uh, picture. But our overall outcome is to see more of those referrals from doctors, from hairdressers, from the school, whether they're accessing our programs, like how many people know about the outreach program that the shelter offers, that people don't have to go stay in the shelter to get services, they don't have to leave their partner, how many people understand really what probation does and how it's meant to support people, and the same with CFS, CFS has been the boogeyman for, for a long time and people don't have accurate information, so let's give it to them, let's start helping people understand how we're meant to support clients instead of working against um, and at odds with one another in isolation, like Jennifer mentioned. So, so again, just to clarify in my mind then, so it's not only to more familiarize yourselves with each other, it's also to familiarize the general public at large to what you have to offer? Well, just as a statement, like I say myself, I do support this. I used to work. I used to work corrections. Um, there is lots of programs out there, but I love the the community initiative idea. I haven't seen it done before in this area to try and tie things all together. I've I've heard lots of stories. My sister actually used to sit in your chair. She used to be the provincial probation officer, both uh, provincially and federally for this area. So I've heard a heard a lot about this stuff and the. The, as far as the artwork kind of stuff, I, I've I've seen it. It does work. Um, so there again, this is another thing that I do support. Okay. Any other uh, questions? I'd like to uh, summarize, follow up. I just actually wanted to go back to Mr. Sawchuk's question. I don't anticipate it being an annual event. What I'm hoping is that when a couple of people within an agency or um, a business or what have you know that the service is there, that they will be able to tell other people, hey, the service is here. It just becomes the pamphlets are in the back room when they make referrals. And so I don't see it being every year we're reinventing the wheel. Thank you. So um, I think we'll uh, say thanks for the presentation and our procedures that later on in the council meeting we'll probably discuss um, the funding aspect. So thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Thanks very That's much. That's not on the agenda though under new business. Is it there? I didn't see it. It should be your business. Unfinished business. Okay, next item on the agenda, item 6-1, proposed okay. fees and charges by law 1977. And Ms. Dell, you would speak yes. to this? Um, your Deputy Worship and Council. 
Um, this is the proposed fee bylaw, bylaw number 1977, that is brought forward your, for your review and approval this evening. Um, this is in follow-up to the Governance and Priorities Committee that was held on February 1st. We, uh, admi administration has provided some uh, response to a number of the questions that were uh, asked at that meeting. Um, specifically, there was a question in regards to um, how corporate services um, calculates or comes up with the cost for their services, and that has, would be dependent upon the service being requested, typically wages, and then any related materials and supplies would be calculated. So wages based on hours. Um, and to date, it was noted that they hadn't had to do that yet. So. It was a, an interesting response. Um, in addition, there is a comparison of ice rates and ball diamond rates added to the back document uh, just to give you a, an approximate um, of what the region has been, where is it to my, of what the region would be charging for similar services. So adjacent municipalities and other um, arenas afar, and same with Ball Diamonds. Gives you just uh, some information in terms of a cost comparison. And how would you summarize basically that? Um, for the adult rate, we are one of the highest, High Prairie being the highest, um, but in, in generally we are the highest rate, hence why we did not make a recommendation to increase that rate. In terms of the youth rate, we're on average about right in the middle of the pack. Um, some uh, facilities are upwards of 112. High Prairie, again, I think I noted that last at our meeting, High Prairie is one of the highest, if not the highest in the region. But there are lower rates, so we're about average. Any questions, Mr. Ford? Uh, yes, just one question. Um, I received a phone call in regards to this matter here in the last few days. Um, I have not heard back from that person, but one of the questions that they had uh, from the community was um, in regards to ball diamonds and hosting tournaments, mm -hmm. and how is that fee schedule going to work for hosting a tournament, or is there a way of uh, getting those costs down so that we can host more, more tournaments? the numbers that were given to me by the by the person that I spoke to um, was in the midst of about twelve thousand dollars per sorry two thousand dollars to host a tournament not twelve and it's um, well I guess it depends of if they're what they're renting um, in in the bylaw I think I might be in the old version let me flip to believe it's page 37 of 94 in my version or page 6 of 8 in the actual bylaw the proposed new bylaw uh, and we aren't proposing any changes to the rental tournament rental fees each organization has one tournament rental for free for their season so depending on the number of tournaments they host, they have one free. Um, and then if you're renting Ken Hornland Ball Diamonds, 
for all four diamonds, you're paying four dollars per day. So, so typically, four hundred. Four hundred. Oh, sorry. Did I say four dollars? Yeah. You did. That's I like my four I think I left out a couple of zeros <laughs> and a uh, decimal point and a few more zeros. Four hundred dollars per day. Um, but you're getting all four diamonds for that. So that would only be for a two-day rental, eight hundred dollars. So I'm not sure. So Three-day rental, twelve hundred dollars. Yep, yeah. That answers my question. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, Direct, Director Bell, would you entertain a further question? Yes, I would. Pa page two, and this regards to the arena uh, section on, and I'm just wondering if the language is clear enough for everybody. So, uh, this was as presented before. The the, the language is early request for summer ice in brackets, formerly minor hockey, charge at regular rate. It's the 14-hour minimum regardless and for a 14-day period. Um, so it, am I to assume that that rate is $51.65? What, 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 what is the, when I read that, I guess my question is what rate, what rate are you referring to? Right. Um, we're just uh, uh, doing some flipping to find the spot. Okay, um, I'm on I'm on page two. Two of them. Wow. Uh, I'm not sure of the PDF. It would be. Uh, so you're in the the current the proposed bylaw 1977 under yes. ice rentals. Yes. Yeah. Early ice request uh, for summer ice. Right. Um, well, I guess at this point, what we've done in the past is it's been minor hockey has done early ice request. So the, so the regular hourly rate would be whatever the rate would be appropriately. So, for example, non-prime time, um, they would be charged that rate, whether it's adult or youth. And then prime okay. time would be different. Okay. Well, as long as that, <coughs> it's obviously clear to you. Um, I, I, not, yeah. not, not so clear to me, but it, maybe yeah. if that was fixed. So if, if the navigators requested two weeks of early ice, Correct. we're not going to... The, the rate the rate is what then? It's a different rate, right? That's correct. And They'd could, be paying oh, the adult prime time and adult non-prime time. Exactly. So my point being, I don't know if we'll ever get there, but the, it, it depends... Who requests the early ice? I guess, and I, I guess it's, I, I guess maybe it, it's kind of a small point because it'll likely be minor hockey. It's not going to be anybody else. But, but if some other group was going to request it, it could potentially be a different rate. That's correct. And I am but, wondering, you you raise a valid point um, of whether or not we might need to have a some clarification or even additional word. Um, yeah, I just. I just I, I I read it and I see what the intent is, but I just yeah. down the down the road if somebody else read it just to, it, it's I, I guess I'm just suggesting it's a little open to interpretation. And, and I would agree. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. All right. That, that's, the only, that's the only comment I had, uh, Deputy Mayor. Other comments, questions, Mr. Bird. I have a couple of questions. Wall diamond costs, they were a lot higher than I anticipated. Is this a means of making money or does this reflect the cost of actual cost of maintaining the diamonds? Like if we did a full cost recovery, they wouldn't be okay. rates that um, a user group could afford. 
So what we're doing is standardizing the rates. So we have field users on the soccer fields that are paying a per hour rate and ball users that are, were paying a per team rate, which uh, we felt was not an equitable um, charging system. Um, the cost of maintaining a ball diamond versus a uh, sports field is actually higher. So a per hourly rate is more equitable in terms of um, a user fee. I guess I'm comparing it to when I played in the softball league in Edmonton, there, there, there was no charge at all for the diamonds. That yeah. was just something the city took out of their parks and rec budget. So anyway. That was 30 years ago, man. I know, but still, I mean, if it's free then, it's still free now, but whatever. So the, the other question I have, this talks about, so this is only for booking. So if a group wanted to go to one of the diamonds and no one was there and they used it, would you be chasing them down? And if people just go and use the diamond, that's not so you still need for, for. If you want that ball diamond dedicated for ready to use for a game, you must book it. If you're doing a pickup game with your family and you just pop down and see an empty diamond. However, if an individual who has booked the diamond comes along, then you're, yeah. And that's yeah, that's pretty there. standard. Yeah. The other question I have, and I'm not sure it's a question or a comment or whatever, and, the, and I don't even know where it is. Someplace you talk about these players, and there's actually an annual rate in there. I guess I would, I would see that or suggest maybe that just be taken out completely because you actually have a contract with these players which dictates the conditions on both sides and why wouldn't we just leave that contract to deal with that as opposed to having it in, in here? Because any fee that we charge, regardless of the manner in which it, it's charged or agreed to, the agreement itself is sort of moot. We, if we don't have that fee within the bylaw, um, technically we, can't, we have a hard time collecting the fee or charging the fee. It can be contested. If you have a, a, an agreement and the agreement says they'll shall pay 5000 a year to use the facility, that... It's based on the bylaw, though. The actual fee rate within the agreement. And there's much more in the agreement than just the fee. There, that agreement is very extensive. I think also the idea of putting it in the bylaw is it's there and you can point to it. Yeah. You know, so that if the director or the board of directors of Peace Players or any other group comes forward, you can say this is what our bylaw says and you don't have to start from square one at every negotiation. Uh, Mr. Needham, any other? No, I, uh, I, I think uh, I did. It. No, we're, we're good. Thank you. Any other comments? Ms. Bell? Um, I guess at this point I would request if council would like to proceed with the readings or if they would like us to go back and have administration tweak the wording on the early request for summer ice. I, I'm not hung up on it. It is. It, um, it, have we given this first reading already? Just remind me. No, we have not. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm not opposed to a first reading and then you want to tweak it, or was the desire to do all three tonight? No. One thing I would like after we get first round, I'd like the administration to go back to get, I'd like to see the feedback from the user groups. I know they're going to say they don't like increases, but I'd like to get a sense of how it's really going to impact them. Like, I think this is going to be a significant increase 
for, for minor ball and the, and the softball. So I'd like to see what they say in terms of what it, what it means to how they're going to deal with this increase. So this has gone through the community services um, board and mm -hmm. they looked at it too, right? I correct at the November 2015 meeting. So and they got they have feedback then from, yep. from the user groups then? Not directly from the groups. Um, and we've done the calculation that the cost for the group is a slight increase, not substantial. It's not doubling it in any format to for minor ball specifically. Okay, is uh, anyone prepared to um, bring a motion forward for your first reading? I'll make a motion that uh, we give first reading to this bylaw, and I'd also request administration get the feedback I just discussed about the feedback from the user groups of what the cost implications would be to their rates. There's going to be one motion, a big long one. <laughs> Unless you prefer that two separate motions, but I think the prep in terms of a first reading, having them in two motions would be preferred. Okay. Because the action is separate from the All right. so bylaw I, motion. I'll make a motion uh, to get first reading to the bylaw at 1977. Okay, and, and would you mind, uh, within the motion, giving the title fees and ch charges by law 1977? Sure. Rather than just the number? Okay. Thank you. Um, any other discussion then? Okay, all those in favor of the motion? In favor. In favor. Carried. Uh, and I'd like to make a... Second motion to have administration uh, approach the user groups and come back to council with a report on how this would affect how, how they feel would affect their, their organizations. Okay, question with respect to that motion. When you say approach the user groups, um, is this all 20 of them or how are you envisioning well, I, this? Well, like there's minor ball and then there's the softball league. Football. Um, Frisbee. No, there's no, uh, no. There's no changes to the sports field fees, so it's just minor ball, softball organization, um, ice. minor hockey, figure skating, speed skating. Oh, all of the youth organizations. I won't name well, them the, all the, right the, now. <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm thinking we specifically the, yeah. the the grass, yeah. the ball diamonds, because the minor hockey. Oh. I think that's fairly minor. Like the, the ice rental is fairly minor, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, so I. Two percent no, I, I, I was just yeah. thinking the ball minus. Okay, so so you your motion, your motion uh, is to have administration approach the uh, ball diamond ball users. diamond the user groups of the ball diamonds to see how the, this would affect them. Okay, thank you for that. Miss okay. Fallon, you're okay. Okay. Um, any uh, discussion with respect to that motion? All those in favor? In favor. Those opposed? Carried. We're now at section 7-1, uh, request for decision with respect to sponsorship for the Peace River Community Collaboration Group. And I believe administration has a 
memo. Mm -hmm. uh, your worshiping council, the finance manager has provided you with a um, request for decision in regards to the request received from the Peace River Community Collaboration Group. In his report, he provides you with an overview of the request um, and also information in regards to the um, request you received at the last council meeting. Though the chart that is submitted, there is a note um, in terms of the top four items that are to be announced. You would have had in your minutes of this last meeting of the contributions that council made <coughs> in regards to those first four requests you've received at the last council meeting. Um, their application is also submitted along with the RFD and he provides a recommendation for council to provide direction on the amount. Mr. Ford? Your Worship, if I may ask one more question of our pres presenters? Yes. So earlier I had asked um, if you're doing, uh, going to be approaching the other municipalities. So, so far you have stated that you've received $5,000 from Northern Sunrise County. What other municipalities are you actually going to approach and for what values? We'll also be approaching Rotary Club. <clears throat> we actually have an application in to Rotary as well. Um, as well as, uh, sorry it slipped my mind. Yeah, Northern, <coughs> sorry, Northern, Northern Lights. County Northern Lights? Yes. What about MDF Peace or, and or Grimshaw, Town of Grimshaw? We haven't approached Town of Grimshaw or MDF Peace. Um, that is on our list. Unfortunately, because we're going to be, it's an invitational dinner, we want to have the service providers and the people who are working with these people at the, at the dinner and so it's been a bit of a struggle about who do we approach, who do we invite as sort of um, representatives, I guess. So it's been a bit of a struggle. No, we haven't asked for specific dollar amounts. Rotary, um, sorry, the MD asked us when we were there how much we requested. We requested 5000 while we were there giving our presentation. Rotary will be asking for 2000 And so we've been looking at it as we can see what kind of funds we can generate. Hey, just as, just as a comment, though, I would suggest that uh, you do approach Grimshaw and the MD of Peace. Um, reason being is I see this as a big community initiative, and it affects more than just those smaller areas. I, I would take this as a regional approach because it affects a lot of people. Certainly, I appreciate that feedback. Okay, so recommendation has been provided. Is anyone... Um, able to or willing to put forth a motion. Mr. Ford? Yes, Your Worship, I'd be willing to put a motion on the floor to accept Council's recommendation to support the Peace River Community Collaboration Group with a value of $2,500. Any further discussion with respect to that motion? Could, could the motion just be read back, uh, please, Deputy Mayor? Yes, indeed. Um, the motion is that moved to accept administration's support to um, sorry to accept administration's recommendation to support the Peace River Collaborative Group with twenty five hundred dollars. 
Thank you. Any further discussion with respect to that motion? Okay, then. All those in favor of the motion? All those opposed? Opposed. Okay, it's carried. And thank you. Good luck with uh, everyone else you got. <laughs> oh, thank you. Just one more comment. You had said you'd, you'd like legal representation or legal people at your table. Yes. I would suggest get a hold of Mr. Harcourt. He would be all over this. Yes, Mr. Harcourt is actually on the board for the yeah. shelter, so we hope so. Yes. Okay, our next uh, item eight, a new business 8.1. Councillor request for um, March 4th. Northern Alberta elected leaders um, meeting and since I put forth this uh, motion I'll speak to it I guess um, basically this uh, Northern um, Alberta elected uh, leaders um, I'm looking at the wrong one here uh, meeting happens um, maybe twice a year but at least for sure once a year this uh, year it's happening in uh, Slave Lake and the purpose of having it in Slave Lake uh, is so that Min Minister Luribe, who is uh, Minister of Infrastructure, uh, will be attending and it gives the opportunity for various municipalities in the north to uh, speak with her and bring forth their issues. Isn't she still municipal chair? Um, maybe I said the wrong one. Municipal okay. Affairs. Yes, thank you. Is anyone willing to make a motion? <laughs> I'll, I'll make Burns? a motion to enable the mayor or designate to attend the next uh, Northern Alberta elected leaders meeting in Slave Lake, Slave Lake on March 4th. Thank you. Uh, questions? Discussion? Okay, then all those in favor? In favor. It's carried. Next one is um, Councillor Request again, the uh, Mayor's and Reeves Caucus, um, March 14. So this uh, has the word caucus uh, beside it, which differentiates it from the one previous to that. Um, this is where Northern Alberta mayors and Reeves uh, meet to talk about various initiatives they want to bring forth to the um, provincial government or to um, initiate sometimes um, motions, resolutions that are brought forth at AUMA. So um, Edmonton Mayor Iverson usually is the one that organizes this. And the reason for March 14th being picked is it saves a little bit of money for anyone who's going to the AAMDC conference because it happens on the Monday before that conference starts. So, uh, is anyone willing to uh, put forth a motion and then discussion? Mr. Sawchuk? Hi. Mr. Sawchuk is not going to do this. I can. <coughs> I will uh, put a motion on the floor to enable a mayor or a designate to attend the next uh, Northern Mayors and Reeves Caucus meeting held on March 4th in Edmonton. 
14th. 14th, sorry. Thank you. Discussion? Okay, all those in favor of the motion? In favor. Okay, at some point in time, uh, perhaps uh, Peace River Council at a P&G meeting will have a discussion about uh, items they would like to bring up at that uh, meeting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, the third item, another council request um, that uh, the mayor or designate to attend the AUMA Mayor's Caucus, which is happening June 16th uh, this year in Olds. Uh, the way these conferences are, or caucuses are organized, this is an AUMA-sponsored one. So it's uh, for mayors and, yeah, mayors from all over Alberta. And again, it's another opportunity for Town of Peace River to bring forth um, items for discussion or things that they would like uh, considered at AUMA or uh, by the provincial government also to initiate policy for AUMA. June 16th, um, in my reading of the documentation, that is the day out of a three-day um, caucus that um, is intended for municipalities who are within our population range. So, if someone would like to bring just, forth a motion or just a question. Just added information, that is also where Amy intends to bring forward their discussion paper, whatever, dealing with uh, linear taxes. Tax changes so good information mr ford uh your worship i would be willing to put a motion on the floor to enable the mayor or designate to attend the auma mayor's caucus meeting which is being held june 16th 2016 in olds alberta thank you any uh discussion questions okay then voting time all those in favor of that motion in favor it's carried um, and again, I would suggest that at P&G meeting that uh, this be discussed for items to bring forth for the agenda. Do you want us to make a motion to direct the administration to do, put that on the agenda? Or did that might be a good thing to keep it in our memory. Sorry. Either I'll one. trust uh, Director Bell to bring it forward then. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, next section has to deal with um, reports. We have the check registers. So looking through those, any concerns, questions? I did have one uh, kind of question for administration. Um, if we hire, um, I guess, subcontractors for some of the snow removal, um, does that count in the snow removal budget or is it something else? So it is? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Any questions then? If there's no other questions, I'll make a motion to accept the uh, check registry for information. So that would be the check registries of January 19th, 25th, 29th, and February 2nd of 2016. Okay, time to vote on Mr. Burr's motion. All those in favor? In favor. Thank you, it's carried. Okay, we're now at section two, the CAO and Corporate Services Monthly Report. Uh, acting, acting CAO, care to comment? 
Yeah, I'm actually having the same problem. It's because all five of us are trying to do Try to open moment. it at the same time. No, it shouldn't be it, though. I do have a paper version. Oh, got it. <laughs> oh, no, that's the agenda. <laughs> what are you looking for? It, it's just not the open. CAA report. For some... I have a paper version here if anyone would like to see it. Please. So, um... One of the one of the items, if I can just ask a question uh, under communications technical uh, number four, began moving forward with connecting airport terminal to Telus fiber. Um, how would that kind of happen? Is it the internal or is it the external? The internal work from I, my understanding is the actual fiber optic lines are to the terminal building already. And then, is this the internal work to, no? Tell us has dropped a line to the terminal building. Now we have to call them and say, hi, we'd like fiber optic service. And then they come in and give some load. Yes, so it's all the internal work. It's, yeah, not not all the internal. Um, I say that only hesitantly because it will come up at an airport meeting eventually. There does need to be some wiring done at the airport. Okay. We're just connecting it to the TELUS fiber network. They okay. dropped a line there. Good to know. Okay. Any Thank other you. questions? Thank you. Okay, then would um, someone like to move the acceptance of that report as it's printed? <laughs> as it's viewed? As presented. I was as waiting presented. for Councillor Needham to jump in, but I'll, I'll make the motion to accept the... Uh, well, I, I, I don't think you guys are paying any attention to me anymore, so I... Well, we, we have you in our thoughts there, Mr. Needham. We'll let you make that motion so so your name will appear on the on the uh, on the minutes. Excellent. So, Mr. Mr. Needham's uh, motion is to accept the CAO and Corporate Services monthly report as uh, presented as information. Okay, thank you for that. Uh, all those in favor? Thank you. It's carried. Okay, then we are at councillor reports. So there's one from uh, Deputy Mayor Manzer. This one mostly dealt with the Mighty Peace Watershed Alliance meeting that she attended. Of note, February 19th, the MPWA is hosting a wetlands workshop in Grand Prairie. And uh, this is one that the hope is that um, various municipalities and administration perhaps in the region will attend to learn more about this since it's coming up in the watershed um, documents and planning. And Councillor, should we do all these separately or I forget? You do them together. Together? together. Okay. Yeah. So That's Mr. Fine. Ford, would you care to comment on your uh, submission? Sure, I attended the uh, Community Services uh, Board meeting on uh, January 27th. Um, I've had the uh, draft minutes uh, for your information. Uh, these, the majority of this information was reviewed at our last GNP meeting. Um, to answer Deputy Mayor Manager's question that she asked me before the meeting, I'd just like to point out uh, motion 01-6, or sorry, 01-7, um, um, so the two new members coming on to the Ad Hoc Trails Committee is Jim Rosen and Susan Dirksen. Thank you. 
Any questions on those two reports? And we don't move them? I don't believe you normally move these ones. No. Okay. Then onwards to information items. So having looked through some of those, um, wetlands handout, so that's on the um, March 19th seminar for information. Second one, uh, Social Work Week Proclamation. Nothing's opening. Yeah. So the um, Alberta College of Social Workers is asking that the Town of Peace River pro proclaim March 1st through 7th, 2016 as the uh, Social Work Week in recognition of professional registered social workers. I got 2015 as well. So is that I can't get anything to open. March 1st is a Tuesday, so I suspect that we've got last year's. I'm thinking you might be correct. Oh, there we go. Unless it, um, this was submitted possibly for intent for us to do a proclamation for 2016. Yeah, but we would want to know what their week dates yeah. are. Yeah. I suspect that it would be. So we could uh, move to proclaim um, Social Work Week um, at a week to be determined. You actually have to proclaim the actual week. That's it. So we'll yeah. ask administration to clarify the dates on that one then? We can easily bring that back as a proper request for decision, uh, not an information item that then council makes a formal proclamation on that time frame. Yeah. Maybe there's a possibility of tying this into the uh, decision that council made to uh, grant this other collaborative group some uh, some funding for their event. Is there some crossover between these two? Um, would one what would this support? Would this event help support their event? Or vice versa? Mm, typically, the uh, a proclamation for this type of a week is just a recognition of the professional, um, the career professionals within the social work field. There'd be overlap in terms of those who would participate in that um, See, this is just a further demonstration yeah. that Council Needham just doesn't get this work, so <laughs> perhaps I should just be quiet. No, no, your, your questions are valid and, and we're attempting to provide you with these educational opportunities. Probably would. So uh, administration can bring this back as a formal request. The other option would be to just direct administration to prepare the proclamation for the mayor's signature when whenever the time is appropriate so we don't have to come back to council other than the fact that everything that gets discussed yeah. here maybe some people will become more aware of it yeah. it, it becomes a, a hope for a media tag on item right okay. is the intent right yeah um, we've got the date here 20th or 28th of february 8th they're celebrating that week it it can you i'm sorry which week Okay, so sorry, it says we are celebrating our social work week from January 28th to February 8th, as we did last year. Request the town proclaim the social work week announcement. Oh. And hence why we're not proclaiming it, because we really can't proclaim Pass. behind us as opposed to, yeah, okay. So, what do we get? so this is for your information. 
I don't know. January 28th. Oh. Hmm. Not around January 28th. Yeah. We're okay. Late that week. So um, I think we're missing the um, the dates this week due to the timing of when we received the information. That would be correct. Okay. Uh, the next one, Fraud Prevention Month, 2016, and that seems to be March of 2016. So, would admin care to speak to this one? So I think they're asking that March, the month of March, be um, okay. proclaimed as Fraud Prevention Month. And Ms. Bell, you have other information? Um, it looks as if it kicks off as of March 1st. So there is a, with included in this package, a request for an actual proclamation for Fraud, fraud Prevention Month for 2016 of March. So if Mayor and Council would prefer, they can actually make a formal motion to proclaim the month of March Fraud Prevention Month. So the uh, week one is financial, week two is mass marketing fraud, week three is cybersecurity, and week four is service scams. Hmm. So it's quite inclusive. Yep. Anyone care to make a motion? I'll make a motion to uh, for the mayor to proclaim March 2016 as Fraud Prevention Month in the town of Peace River, and that administration would help promote this during using our website. Thank you. Any discussion on that? Okay. All those in favor of the motion? In favor. Thank you. It's carried. Uh, next one, we have uh, wastewater in the ICI sector. This uh, seems to be a two-day course for waste diversion in the, what's ICI? Anybody? Industrial, commercial, and institutional, maybe? sector, two-day course, yes. so information. Um, it's in conjunction with, I think, the Alberta Care Recycling Conference for oh. the year before I thought <laughs> that's okay. what I said. Yeah, it is. Uh, it could well be, so we could leave this for information or something else on that one. Okay, then. Uh, number five, Peace Regional RCMP Community Advisory Committee minutes. Number six is the Peace River and District Health Foundation letter read locum physician housing. Of note there, they intend to have the housing occupied 367 days of the available 399 days. 92%. Um, it has been or will be occupied a total of 367 days out of 399 days. 
and the apartment uh, which um, Peace River helps to uh, pay the rent on has uh, been in use since March 27, 2015. Okay, the next one is the MMSA letter dated January 19th with a progress report indicating that uh, MMSA has been busy on behalf of the town of Peace River. Okay, would uh, someone like to uh, make a motion with respect to accepting? I, I will make a, a motion, Your Worship, to accept information items one through uh, seven. Okay, that doesn't overlap with the fraud one or anything, Excluding does it? Excluding item three. Exclude the yeah. one that we voted on. Exclude item three. So, Mr. Needham's motion, we accept for information items one, two, Four, five, one, six, one, seven. One, one to two and then four to seven. seven. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Any other discussion? All those in favor of the motion? In favor. Thank you. Um, I don't think we have any comments from the public, at least the public that I see. Um, notice of motions? None. Okay, so we're at key communication items. So would the media like to tell us what they might be? Look who's in the chair. <coughs> Um, oh, okay, so you've got the presentation. Uh, maybe also of note is a motion we made a few uh, meetings ago that uh, North Peace, um, or pardon me, the St. Isidore Carnival is uh, happening this coming weekend. And someone from the town will be bringing greetings. Probably the designate, as I understand it. Pardon me? I think it's myself. Yeah. Friday night, 8 o'clock, apparently. That's when things start. Uh, any other uh, things that anyone wanted to bring forward? Okay. Uh, we don't have any in-camera items on the agenda. So we're adjourned at 6 18. 18. So moved. Perfect. That's got to be something like a record, right? Thank you. Thank you.